And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. our week it is thursday welcome everyone we are live from the bunker here at world headquarters in the center of the country and i am at the center of my universe <laughs> jason hud here in the studio i am the editor here at sci-fi Thank you, everyone, for being here. Hello, Robert. Hello, uh, Critical Blast, RJ, in the chat. The live chat is open for those of you who are watching live. If you are uh, catching this show in replay mode, uh, we certainly do invite you to leave a comment as well. Uh, But it's always fun to have people participate in the live chat, so join us Monday through Thursday live at noon central over on the YouTube channel. Uh, Podcast-wise, we're on all of them. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Uh, I think we're on Spotify. I'm not sure. So you can catch the podcast in various different places. Just search Sci-Fi for me. And if you would like to save some money... We do have a discount code negotiated over at SuperheroStuff.com. You can use the promo code SciFi for me 10 You get 10% off your order. And that's good in combination with some orders, some sales that they have. So we do, uh, we do want you to take advantage of that. They just released, they're constantly doing churn on their, on their product. They just released a, a number of pajamas as items that are available so stuff that you can wear in the bottom half of uh, of your zoom calls the stuff that doesn't show up on camera i guess and uh and speaking of zoom the the interactions on zoom uh, yeah i guess you know having having a little bit of blues and having a little bit of talk about interacting on zoom the 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 last few months have been very hard on a lot of people interacting uh, this way through YouTube and through videos and through Zoom conferences. That's easy for some, but not for all. And certainly the longer it goes, uh, it is, uh, it's taking its toll. And we've seen, you know, over the last six months with the reduction of events, uh, the ability to be social, all of these different things with the lockdown and the quarantine and the pandemic and, and setting aside any political uh, poly, any any political arguments about it, the social aspects and the and the emotional and mental health aspects of this are something that probably doesn't get enough attention. And we're going to talk about it today. Erica Williams joins us. She is the co-founder and team member of Cosplay for Hope here in the Kansas City area. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, thanks for being here. And, and it's we've timed this because Saturday is is a mental health awareness day. October is Mental Health Awareness Month for a number of places. And I have had conversations over the last six months with different people, and and the nature of my work, day job-wise, with freelance work, the gig economy is especially hit hard with this, but also we've we've tracked a number of events. I think we're close to 1,300 events that have been impacted with this just on the Comic-Con convention side not to mention all of the other events, restaurants being closed, all of these different things that are social in their, in their nature. And it's that interaction with people that, yes, you can interact with people like this over, over the Internet, 
but it's not the same. And some of these conversations that I've been having has, you know, they have drifted into what kind of toll it's taking, not just financially, but, you know, it's it's hard because I don't have work. I don't have, you know, I don't get to see my friends. I don't get to see my family. And the emotional stress is such that that a lot of people and and we don't see this talked about very much in the in the media the way that this is impacting us from a mental health standpoint you know depression is up uh you know suicide watch is is a big thing now how do we get how do we get this better how do we how do we deal with this what are what are some of the the conversations that you've been having and and we'll start there and then we'll kind of circle back around to what cosplay for hope actually is but let's let's talk first about just the, just the overall impact that this event for lack of a better word is having yeah um it has been really difficult and um i know i personally have been keeping up with um different people, um, friends and all making sure that they're okay. And some people have been checking in with me, just telling me, you know, how hard it's been for them. And I'm not the only one, um, other team members, um, of cosplay for hope have been dealing with that too. People coming to us and just to talk it through for, with somebody who understands, Mm. um, and it has been really difficult. What was supposed to be, and we were hoping a very short period or a shorter period has dragged on much longer than we had hoped and um, missing these cons and our people. um, It's kind of nice to be on social media to a point where we can get that frustration out there and check in with everybody. And um, so that that's one thing you can get that out of us, but it's not the same thing as being able to see each other, get that picture with, each other, you know, getting that hug, getting that high, the high five. Um, but we're dealing the best that we can, it, it, if we are at all. It's it, it has been difficult. So we are checking in with each other if we can, because some of us have had several. Um, our lives have been impacted. You kind of talked about that too, um, with the cons and everything. Um, canceling, postponing, really mostly canceling for this year. Yeah. Um, vendors, um, that a lot of people deal with this is their livelihood. Um, this is where we're seeing our people. This is where we're seeing, um, our friends. Um, this is where we get our creative outlet. And so part of what, um, I do and encourage at least for myself, because I know I I've struggled off and on through all of this as well. I'm getting to work. I know not everybody's been able to, so that's been a blessing for us. Um, and for me, um, but not everybody has that either. Um, so, you know, it's, sometimes it's reaching out. Sometimes we're seeing extra posts from friends, um, putting out that outfit, a different selfie, a different cosplay, a different, whatever, just kind of testing things out. And it's, it's our way of reaching out right now. And I know we, um, early on did our own virtual con, um, we did Hope Con kind of just on our Facebook page where we had cosplayers and vendors and uh, crafters kind of send some things in and we shared that so people can go to that. And actually, we, we still have those up in um, some of our albums so people can still go to them and check them out and purchase things or check things out and give encouragement. Um but one of the things that we did do is we put together a, um, a resource um, just to give some reminders of skills, um, just to kind of cope and um, reminders of self-care because self-care is so important right now and we forget that. Yeah. Um, we kind of get lost in the isolation of things and kind of feel like we dwindle a little bit um part of that not seeing our people because I know I'm struggling with not being able to hug my people I'm a hugger (laughs) so (laughs) that's been my biggest thing really um but um we do we did put together these coping skills 
for any time in isolation. It just happened to come in very handy um, as all of everything shut down. That was that was the biggest thing because then nobody was talking to anybody. Really, it was um, it's kind of scary for everybody. But for some of us, it does affect um, a lot, especially when we have those of us with depression, um, bipolar, high anxiety. Um, th- there are several different mental conditions that um, were really provoked even more. Yeah. Um, so we, we put together several of these so people would be reminded of some things to keep up with and do, especially through isolation when you can't get to anybody or you don't feel like that you can. And that's over there on the Facebook page. Let me let me pull this up here real quick. So you've got these 13 self-care and coping skills as an album on the Facebook page. Uh, now, does Cosplay for Hope have a website uh, proper? Because I, I haven't seen anything. I didn't find it. It, it, it is just is, on the Facebook. Exactly. Okay. It is in development right now. So we are in the midst of working on that as we're slowly getting things working since we're still so young. But um, we're, we're still keeping out there and try to keep connected with people. Okay. And uh, and to a- answer Sci-Fi Snob in the chat, let me uh, let me give you this one here. Uh, since we've talked about cosplay, this is a, a Star Trek Lucy mashup. Uh, probably one of the one of the favorites around here. A lot of people uh, enjoy this one uh, more. And you've done a number of different ones, but this is this is an excellent mashup. Um, not yeah. only not only because of the 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 mashup between Lucy and Star Trek, just the the dichotomy of those two things, but also the the meta data part of this because you know Lucy is the one who saved Star Trek essentially so there's that there's that dual meaning behind that I think it's a, a, an excellent piece of work there and we'll show some other we'll show some other cosplays as we go through here just to <coughs> excuse me just to establish your bona fides I guess as it were <laughs> My insanity. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but the uh, the the webpage uh, for the group, it's over on Facebook. You can search Cosplay for Hope, and that's the that's the page where all of this can be found. And, and it's all spelled out. Yeah, and we've put that link in the show notes, I do believe. Let me double check and make sure. I'm pretty sure we have. Uh, yes, we have. And so there is there is that available for people. Uh, so uh, Robert in the chat mentions uh, that in his area, opiate overdoses have doubled per month since all of this has started. And I have to assume that there are people out there and, and especially I don't I don't want to I don't want to conflate the two. But in the last few years, you mentioned social media and the various different aspects of that. But in the last few years, it seems to me that social media in general has not been a net positive in terms of mental and emotional health. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of there's a lot of you know vitriol and and neener 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 type of, of behavior, and now you have this this quarantine that essentially forces us into that, where that's the only interaction we're allowed to have, we're able to have, for whatever reasons you want to attribute to that. It doesn't seem like. Um, it doesn't seem like that this is going to go well the longer it lasts. Um, so in in the meantime, are there specific things that we can do? And, and not just in, in terms of the quarantine, but for general social media sanity, I guess, for lack of a better word, are there suggestions that you might have for you know limiting your social media time limiting your interactions how do you how do you do social media and walk away from it and still feel okay so and and that that is a really good question especially right now um you know what i we do have that covered in our a little bit we do touch on that in our um in our 13 self-care and coping skills but part of that is um budgeting your screen time, period, whether it's social media or whatever. 
Um, I, I know you want to keep up with people, but we're seeing an ugly side of people the longer this goes. When we originally put this up, we weren't seeing the prolonged ugliness going on. So part of what I do um, personally, um, I have joined several groups that are in my interest. So I just go to those groups and go through. So it's a focus. I'm a Halloween person, hardcore. And so I'm part of several Halloween groups. Um, and I'm part of some um, cosplay groups. So I actually go to those and just revel in the scenery there and the encouragement, hopefully. It doesn't always go that way. It's like I said, people are just worked up right now. But um, but many of those admins work very hard to pull some of that back. Um, we, I know um, in, in the media right now, um, Harry Potter has been kind of back and forth um, in controversy right now. And I'm in several Harry Potter groups because I am a Potterhead. Um, I don't agree with everything that has been going on, but it doesn't mean that um, that it didn't build a really great world to go and visit um, in, in some kind of way and, you know, bouncing ideas and thoughts and things off of other people. So you're going to find that in many groups right now, unfortunately, um, just some of those controversial kind of things. But the admins do work very hard, I find, um, trying to get some of that out. And, they, you know, you can't catch everything, especially when you have thousands of people. But that is one way that I do personally go. Um, if I'm going to be on social media, I might check in with a couple of people. But the moment things start getting super ugly, I'm heading out of Dodge, whether I go to Pinterest is so much less <laughs> controversial for the most part, depending what you search for, because you're not having the back and forth. Right. But um, I, another thing is just stay out of the comment sections, just stay out of the comment sections. <laughs> well, and a, and a couple of things here, Critical Blast in, in our live chat has, has uh, mentioned uh, they have a monthly cosplay feature called the Critical Blast Bombshell of the Month. And they would like to highlight you. So after we get oh. done with the show, I'll Yay, con I'll connect you. the two of you and and we'll coordinate that. But uh, let me ask you: you mentioned you mentioned the whole thing with the Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling thing. Yes. That opens up a whole nother can of worms with regard to the cancel cult. And yes. I call them a cancel cult because it does not seem to it is it is you know everybody calls it the cancel culture, but yeah. it is a, a cult like mentality. If you're if you don't agree with this particular set of values, then we have an obligation, a moral obligation to unperson you and do everything that we can to eliminate you from social media, to make it hard for you to find work, to damage your reputation, all of these things. And it goes beyond we've seen it in in the hugos in the literary society we've seen it in the comic books uh industry we've seen it in gaming it goes beyond just a simple disagreement over fill in the blank it's you don't disagree with me so we have to destroy you and that doesn't seem like these people are operating from a healthy start to begin with, but to have that attack, that constant attack, no matter who it is or, or what the reasons are, some of them, some of them could be valid. Some of them are totally, you know, fabricated out of whole cloth. Mm -hmm. The stress of that, the stress of dealing with that, of becoming a target for that, uh, that one can't be healthy, but also it doesn't seem to me that the people who are actually doing, you know, taking taking those positions and attacking people, it doesn't seem to me that they're in a good mental and emotional place either. So how do, how do we get past cancel culture as a society? Do we shut down social media altogether? Because right now it seems to me that just burn it to the ground, you know, nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Right. It's kind of like a meteorite just hitting Earth. Let's just <laughs> wipe it all out. Um, I, I, I don't want to ever say to wipe out 
something connectional. That's, that's where I'm at in this. Um, I personally do not agree with JK Rowling. That's me personally. And I, I have people that I know on both sides and I'm, I'm not going to get rid of them if we have this in common um, because we've built this world. We've, we've, we've come together in this fandom and that's what's brought us together. And, you know, we are in houses. This is how we, it's been such a pop culture um, phenomena where one of the things that people are going to ask you early on when you meet is what house are you in? Um, and it, that says something. Hmm. Um, a lot of people I know have done things um, outside of licensing. Um, so um, JK doesn't get any of that money. And um, I know that's, that's a thing. Um, I do think there's a point where, where things do go too far and I one side or the other. Um, there are things, um, you know, cosplay for hope. We're, we're very accepting um, of everybody we're going to encourage. And that, that's, there's always a place. So um, I, I'm sad for those who feel like um, they had a place and feel displaced. And I think that's where some of the issue comes in when um, the person that they're so angry with doubles down and then triples down on um, what they thought that they had a home. Hogwarts is home and right. now they feel like there's no home. So I think we do have to be careful with the cancel culture kind of thing if it doesn't affect you. And I, we've got a lot of social justice warriors out there um, that fight really, really, really hard. And I, I appreciate their efforts. Um, but no, not everybody's going to be on the same level either. Um, but you don't have to take everything in because plenty of the actors and everything have thrown their support the other direction. Right. But how, how productive is that in, in the long run? You know, at, at the end of the day, you know, JK Rowling is one person and she's already yeah. made her money and, and she has opinions and, and okay, fine. How does it affect you and by you, I mean, just in general, just the general right. application here. How does one person's opinion affect your life just in your day to day, you know, living? And it seems to me that we put a lot more weight in places where it shouldn't be in terms of uh, listening to what people say, you know, listening, you know. All of these celebrities, they all have their opinions. Okay, fine. So what? And at the at the end of it all, when you get to this point where you, you know you shut all your machines off, you're ready to go to bed. How has your life been changed, for good or ill, because George Clooney said X, because Bette Midler said Y, because James Woods tweeted this, that, and the other. At the uh, uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't have an impact unless you allow it to. I mean, if I want to go back to Star Trek, mm -hmm. there's an there's an episode called The Savage oh. Curtain uh, where we get Abraham Lincoln and we get Serac. And one there's Serac has a line there that has always stuck with me. He says there is no offense where none is taken. And it puts the onus of offense on you, you choose to be offended. You choose to be hurt by something. And it, it raises the question, how do we back away? How do we maintain our equilibrium and sit there and say, you know what? I'm not going to let this bother me. I'm not going to let this have a negative impact on my mental health because ultimately it doesn't matter what this person over here thinks this is my life. Mm -hmm. That's over there. How, how, how do we strengthen that ability? Here's, you know, for me, like I said, personally, um, if we could keep the positive aspect, and when I say the positive aspect, I'm not talking about, um, you talked about the virtual earlier um, of people spewing things and the anger and all. That's not what I'm talking about. The positive is finding the flip side of it. So um, you have somebody who has said 
X and you're really upset by it because it affects somebody that maybe you love or a group of people that you love. So I've seen several people go around and be like, I need you, this group that I love, this person that I love to know that you can come to me. Um, I think it's about being that safety net. It's mm-hmm. about turning that around and um, not everybody's going to agree on everything. That's, that's how this goes. Um, but I, I do think there needs to be, there should be a level of tolerance to, to a point you shouldn't tolerate terrible, terrible things, but sometimes you're not going to be able to change the thought process of JK Rowling um, period, whether you agree with her or not, but you can be that safety net and turn it around to somebody else and go, you know what, you can come to me. And I say that you, you are accepted here. There's a place I've made a place for you. So that's, that's a, that's a nice thought. (laughs) And then, and then when you introduce humans into the mix, it doesn't always quite (laughs) go well. Um, when, the uh, it raises questions of gatekeeping, uh, and and not to say you know, and that's that's a good that's a good way to to approach things is to sit there and go hey if you're feeling if you're feeling hurt you're feeling you know marginalized you're feeling something you know attacked or whatever I'm here that you can you can talk to, and then you have those folks who sit there and say. Completely without having anything directly to do with it, calling people out on their behavior, and especially we've seen it in in Facebook groups, in private groups, where now there's this back and forth. Well, you shouldn't be allowed to say that. I I feel attacked, even though the comment or, or the the discussion thread may have never had anything to do with that particular person who decides I'm going to be offended on behalf of someone else. Right. And we find that out in the open, even on social media and in articles and that kind of thing, too. So it's beyond just fandoms. It's beyond just people. It's just. um, Right. But how do we avoid taking that too far? um, First, don't respond. And this sounds like it's so simple, (laughs) Um, but we do. But it is, um, especially if you know that you're take that deep breath is this worth me getting into this conversation? So I'm talking like a, a back and forth, a one-on-one with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Cause there's a point where there are no winners um, and nobody's mental health is coming out better because of this. Nobody's honestly feeling better about themselves um, in the end. Um, once you have all that anger and everything, some people may end up feeling better. Some people are just happy being unhappy. Um, And you're going to find a lot of that out there, too. And it's just a matter of finding ways to weed that out, um, trying to get some of that toxicity out of your life. And you don't have to engage in that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I find that for any of the um, celebrities, anybody who um, is being cancer or whatever, you, you don't have to come back at somebody that you don't agree with. You, You don't have to. All right, I'm going to throw another another cosplay photo up. There's some little steampunk Star Wars there. That was my first con, as a matter of fact. How much uh, damage, how much harm do you think has been done this year by everything that's been going on in terms of in terms of mental health, but also in terms of uh, people just getting along. I've had, I've had some people talk to me and this, you know, how can you be friends with that somebody uh, is a thing. And uh, it's, it's actually been said of me. How can you be friends with that guy? He's, he's just such a terrible person. And Mm -hmm. It seems like this lockdown pandemic thing has exacerbated that to a yes. point where people, you know, I, I have to admit the snooze button on Facebook is my friend right now because things are, 
things are getting really heated and and toxic. And we talk about you know Twitter being a cesspool, and there's those those twelve those twelve crazy people on Twitter, and it seems like everything is everything's an attack. Everything's a, a, an us versus them type of mentality. Has twenty twenty put us past the point of no return? That this is here for now, forever. Are we ever going to be able? to be civil and cordial with one another again because it doesn't seem like the collegial mentality is is here anymore we've seen into a lot of people's brains now um whether we wanted to or not um i i remember years ago on facebook the whole joke was um man i really wanted to know what people were thinking and now that i know i don't want to know anymore um (laughs) And, and that's kind of where we're at. We kind of know where people and their thought processes are, but we don't have anywhere else to put that out right now because we don't have the interactions that we hope to have. I would like to say we can at least get past some of it. I don't know that we will, the world will never fully go back at this point for so many things and for so many reasons. Um, But part of that, and in one of the things we talk about in, you know, our uh, 13 self-care and coping skills is the interactions. So what we really need is that human touch because it's different when you have a conversation face-to-face rather than anonymous spewing um, behind a keyboard and a screen where you don't have to make eye contact and you don't have to um, hear the connotation because a lot of that gets thrown out too. Um, No matter what language you use, connotation is always off because you can't hear it being said. Um, I would like to think we can at least get back to some civility once we can really sit down across the table for coffee. I know people are already doing that, Um, but really being able to get those hugs in and really being able to have a conversation because that's, that's not happening. My, my husband actually talks about um, a friend of his where we're not necessarily fond of the posts that he puts out. um, But in a phone call, it's different talking it out. So yes, I, I think we can get at least some of it back and some is better than none. And I would, you know, there's been relationships damaged because of um, the anger from the isolation because we can't have um, Zoom calls and um, things do help to a point, um, but it is not that human touch interaction right. that um, that really that's what we need. And so it's, it's a matter of, we're trying to cope in the meantime. Is there uh, is there a sense uh, among the people that you've been talking to, or, or have have conversations gone to the point where people are asking the question, "How did we get to this point?" I mean, are people sitting there going, uh, "This this has gone too far. How did we get here?" And you and you see the trail of bodies behind you, uh, and like Mindy says in the in the chat, it's it, you don't really even sometimes realize just how hard this is on your emotional health until you hit a wall. And for me personally, I've had you know over the last six months, I've had several uh, depression spirals myself, and there have been some pretty good ones. Well, good, pretty big ones. And it's, you know, there was, there was, I remember there was one weekend I turned off all the devices, including my phone, uh, because it was just, I'd, I'd had enough. And it was, uh, it was one of these things where I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I'm used to sitting in my office at home, you know, my, my personal space, this is, this is where I do business. This is where I do my thing. But there are a lot of people out there that don't, they're not used to the isolated work environment. And 
I'm finding it a challenge myself to do something that I've always done because there is that limitation. There is that you, that restriction. You can't because somebody said so. And it's very Uh frustrating for me. And I have to wonder if for the people that are not used to it, it's got to be much harder for them because it's, it, they, they don't have that as their, as their starting point. Right. Well, and one of the, another thing that we end up covering too is um, just for some of that coping, it's coping and self-care really is, you know, it's, it's going ahead and stepping outside those walls and stepping outside that office. It's for some people and I'm, I'm one of those people. So if there's um, I, I get just hypersensitivity um, just if things are just going too much, they're too much. It's about stepping away or getting out of that closet. I'm a closet sitter. Sometimes Mm. I just close myself in to kind of calm everything down. Um, But it's a matter of take a step outside. Um, I know not everybody's feel safe walking, but, you know, open a window, um, step out on a balcony um, just to take in the air, go for that walk. Um, to find, find a few woods, a park, um, because you, you can still do that. Uh, not, even from early on, nobody said that you could not do that. It was just a matter of, you know, keeping distance and stuff, mm-hmm. but getting that fresh air and a different perspective. And it's just refreshing your brain. It's, you know, close everything off your technology, your whatever, and open a book, um, something that has nothing to do with screen time because we tend to get dragged back into the comments section. I I just kind of feel like that's what it always needs to be called because if you have actually gone into the comments section of articles or big posts or whatever, oh my goodness, I I can't believe even the most positive thing can get very ugly. So it's a matter of knowing where you're at um, mentally per se, but, um, really taking that step back because if you know that's a a toxic wasteland it is take that step back because you don't have to wade in the sludge yeah uh robert in the chat says i could never imagine myself phoning a place where someone works because i don't like a 10 year old twitter post are there people out there who are spoiling for a fight and social media has just made it all that much more easier to do that yeah. And I, I think part of it too is people are frustrated, but people are frustrated with the whole situation right now. So in this isolation, of what do we do from here? Um, so it, that goes back to, guess what? You don't have to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, that snooze button that you talked about, um, that it does come in very handy. You can go ahead and turn that off for 30 days or whatever, however long until you decide to turn them back, turn those notifications back on. Um, you don't have to go that because there are some people that I, I have seriously seen um, unironically co- saying, come at me, um, fight me on this. And they, they want to get some kind of interaction. I think it's about emotion and it's about getting some frustration out and just that emotion to feel something. And it's, it's not in the safest way possible. Uh, RJ uh, mentions HR should have a new training to listen for words like Twitter or online affiliation and just automatically ignore those calls. But that does raise an interesting point because we see a lot, especially over on Twitter, we see a lot of individuals that are spouting various different opinions one way or the other, a lot of them extreme. Uh, The interactions are hostile. Um... And they they tend to get away with it because I'm an independent contractor. I'm not an employee. But at the same time, uh, you as the independent contractor represent a brand. And it would seem to me that I'm of two minds about this. Do companies have a responsibility to encourage their employees or their contractors to behave themselves online a little bit better. 
I mean, what can can we can we get to a point maybe that there are some consequences uh, where you know you're insulting people, you're you're calling them names, you're using foul language, you're being ugly online. That behavior is not productive. It needs to stop. It, 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 do, do companies have a responsibility to try to rein some of this in, maybe? Um, you know what? I, I, I don't have really words for that, but my thought process is um, if you go into a company, especially right now um, or whenever they start hiring again, um, but if you go into a company and one of their things is, remember when you're even away from us, if you have you know, you if it's very clear that you represent us, even when you're out and about, um, I think that's one thing. Um, if it's just you're hired on to whatever, I, I do think that can be different. I, I do think it depends on wording when you're hired because you don't have to take the offer. Um, I know people want to just take anything, but you, you have to know what you're getting into as well. So if HR says, look, um, I, I know, you know, People can say whatever, but remember, people know where you work and you do represent us. I know I'm very careful in several things that I say just because of what I do, because I'd like to say a lot of words sometimes, (laughs) but, but I know what I do and I know what I represent. And I know there's a lot of people who don't feel like I do, but it doesn't mean I'm not friends with them either. Robin in the chat says, I'm an HR professional, and although an employer doesn't have control over their employee's personal activity, they can advise of online activity that may be construed as cyberbullying. Mm. Um, and that actually kind of opens up uh, not, not necessarily uh, a different thread, but something that I wanted to circle back to, our dependence on devices and social media. I've got a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Jean Twenge. She's a professor of psychology at it, San Diego State University. And she and a, a, a few colleagues have been studying uh, what she calls the iGen, the, the generation of people uh, that are wired in. And you are, you, you know, from day one, you have a device in your hand, whether it's, you know, a, a, a cell phone or a laptop or, or a, a a tablet, and the wiring in in the brain is affected, and it's this it's this need for it's fostered a need for for immediate gratification. Yes, I can just go I can just go to the internet and I can call it up. I can pull it up. I'm, I go to YouTube and it's right there. I can I can go to Wikipedia. I can go to Google and it's right there. That sense of I want it right now doesn't seem to be. Uh, a good place for some people to be either. And it's, and it, and it feeds into the, the cyber bullying, you know, me, me, me now, now, now. And if you don't agree with me, then you're the bad person, you're the villain and let them fight. What, what changes in, not necessarily changes in behavior because people are responsible for their own individual behavior. Uh-huh. And and you have to encourage a certain amount of responsibility, but also you look at, you know, Section two thirty of the of the Communications Decency Act and the stuff that now is being bandied about, whether Facebook is a publisher or a platform, is YouTube censoring too many different people on on one side or the other, the the question of big tech now comes into this, because. As we're online, as we're doing all of this stuff in social media, social media is the conduit for this behavior, good or bad. Do they have a responsibility to sit there and say, it, let's, let's put the brakes on this? How, how do they avoid being held responsible at all for any of this stuff? Because we've seen a number of articles that talk about the radicalization of people that are on Facebook or on YouTube. Do they have uh, a responsibility to try to, to steer this away from the toxic culture that's that's there now? Oh man, that's it, and that's that's a <laughs> tough one to say. I mean, really, um, because you don't want to tell them no. It's 
because it is a platform, mm-hmm. but there's published stuff out there. So that that's your fine line. What gets put out there, what doesn't, what is steering people a certain way. And we're finding that some of these platforms don't want to be used as, um, <laughs> you know, a place for the, for lack of a better term, fake news kind of thing. Right. They, they don't want to be used for that. And they're starting to find that, you know, all of a sudden they're the butt of their own joke <laughs> is what ends up happening. And so yeah, I do think that's a fine line. And so, but then we got to go back to if um, we're watching people just really divide more and more in some of this, because this is what I really want to believe, whether it's true or not. Um, there's not a lot of looking into or whatever. That's where that disconnect of this mm-hmm. has to happen once in a while. Stop, recharge, refresh outside of this because we are also overly connected to all of this right now. I, I'm, I'm just as bad. I, I know. Um, but sometimes I do have to close the lid on my computer and be like, not right now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you got to get up, walk outside. You got to get up and just get that drink of water or something like that. And you don't have to get back on, at least not for a while. Give yourself some time. RJ says, wrestle not with trolls, lest ye become a troll. And when you gaze into Twitter, Twitter also gazes into you. Are, that was beautiful. <laughs> are, there, are there people out there, you talk about people that have to walk away, that have to disengage. Uh, but there are also times where you know, you talk about you know, being available for other people to, to lean on and talk to. Is there, uh, is there ever a time where it's appropriate to try to be a peacemaker or are we past that point? Is there, is there a, a, a use, for lack of a better word, uh, is, there a, is there a place for people who kind of reach in and try to de-escalate and say, okay, everybody, neutral corners, let's let's all calm down. Or are we past that? I think it depends where you jump in. If you jump in in the middle of the toxic sledge, I think you're going to get eaten alive. It doesn't yeah. matter because now, now you're part of it. Um, I think if you start something separate or if you go and just, if you... <laughs> you need to vent that frustration, know who your support system is, or know that you've got a group to go to. Um, so we have one, we, we have a closed group called Hope Harbor um, that we, we were asked by somebody from Planet Comic Con to help put on for some of our own people. But this is a place that, you know, we can go to and like, people suck right now. Um, this is not good for my mental health and I can't find my Star Wars shirt. And you know what that shirt means to me because not everybody understands that. Right. You throw that little comment in the middle of the cesspool, um, people are going to just be terrible. Um, not everybody understands that. And those of us who are peacemakers, the empaths, the, the ones with the big compassionate hearts, whatever, we just want to be better for people. But we it's very difficult for some of us to go, you know, we can try, look, you can try, you can try. There is nothing wrong with trying, but if it looks like you're getting eaten alive, take a step back that it's too toxic and you're going to have to move on. Eventually, hopefully that part will die down, but it doesn't mean a new fire won't start, Yeah. but it doesn't mean you don't have to be in the middle of it. Right. Okay. So let, let me throw this one up here. Here's uh, some, uh, some other cosplay here for Erica, just to, just to show that she's, uh, you know, experienced with this a little bit. I don't um, want to. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about Cosplay for Hope for a second, because you've mentioned, that, you know, organizations that are out there. What kind of things besides these 13 tips for mental health, what kind of activities, what kind of programs uh, does Cosplay for Hope have and who can participate in, in the stuff that y'all do? Absolutely. We are right now, like I said, we, we've talked earlier, we're, we're still pretty, um, a baby organization. We've only been around a couple of years. Um, we really felt like out of necessity, what we were trying to build in a couple other places, not everybody was getting um, who we are as people, for our people, for our tribe, um, the, the con goers, the cosplayers, the gamers, um, 
that we tend to be marginalized that people would forget about that. And um, we wanted to wanted them to know that they weren't alone in some of these struggles. Um, and we actually heard because we've done panels um, at cons now. So that was that was a big hurdle to get over, huge hurdle. Um, but now that we're doing it, people want them and they're clamoring for them, which is amazing to me because people want to go, what do I do when my therapist tells me that my anime is actually causing my, my mental illness? You know, we're like, well, you need a new therapist. Um, that's, that's how that goes. Um, but we let them know that, you know, um, their coping skills do involve these fandoms, these TV shows, these movies, these comics, these books, the characters, even the actors, um, all of these things come into what we connect to. Not everybody understands that. So we try to give um, places for them to be able to do that. So they know there's support there for them. We have not had a chance to jump back into, we, we did a mini con and walk a couple of years ago, which was actually really fun. Um, we hope to be able to do that again, but um, we treated it like a mini con. We had some vendors and we also had some resource booths as well. And people just came in cosplay. We did a walk. We had um, a, a mini panel where somebody came in. That was our keynote speaker. Um, but we have a reading of names there as well. We also do a reading of names um, in November. This year, it's November 21st. It's the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Um, it's been come to be known as international. Uh, it's really long, hold on. International uh, Survivors of Suicide Loss Day. Condensed down, it's called Survivors Day. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a lot of things that go out and about, but what we do is different and we try to get people together. It's going to look different this year. That's in details right now, just because we can't get together like we'd hoped. Um, but if we have a moment of where we have readings from across fandoms and that really connect to what we do, whether it's with the grief of suicide loss or if it's with somebody who's or about the struggle. It's about encouragement. It's about hope. Right. And then we have a moment of where we read names of those who we have lost to suicide, whether it's one of our own tribe or our tribe has lost somebody. And then we have a moment of light. Um, that's what we call it. it. It can't be candlelight because it's usually inside in the library. So they are, they're kind of funny about open candles in a library. So we would have props. We encourage people to bring props like their lightsabers they're lighting up wands, um, you know, just any, any prop that would light up, they could bring, and then we would have that moment of light just, and we'd have sonic screwdrivers and the whirring and the humming, whatever. So it's not a moment of silence, um, but it's this beautiful moment of light where we're all coming together. Um, our torches on is always virtual. So that helps us out. Um, we do that on, um, suicide uh, prevention, I call it action day, because we should be in action. It's more than awareness. I hope you're, we're already aware of it. Now it's putting it into action. Um, but we can light a prop, even a candle, take a picture, take a video. Um, and you, we always encourage cosplay. It is never required, but we always encourage it. Um, so you take a picture or video of that light for it could be for yourself. It could be for somebody that you have lost. It could be for somebody who struggles. Um, we try to open up these different things and we're always working on something new to try to bring. We've had a couple of things that haven't been able to come to fruition yet. Not ready to talk about those, but I'm hoping some things come to come to light on that here in, in the near future. Robin in the chat says that she met you in 2018 in an event at Warrensburg. Uh, serves, on the board, uh, serves on the board of Defeat, a mental health awareness and suicide prevention nonprofit in Pettis County, Missouri. And uh, she says the Cosplay for Hope event was unique, inspirational, encouraging, and hopeful. And the, que the question then of events, because we can't do everything that we want to do. I do understand. Are you participating in this uh uh, what is this called? Brain Aid? Is this uh, this is going on on Saturday, I believe? 
It is going on on Saturday. That is my friend, Stephen Kramer, and he is doing amazing work through music. Um, he really encourages, um, so I'm going to go back to something else that I have done is, um, this is my brave, a storytelling platform that several productions have gone across the nation. It's been international now. Um, and, uh, so Jennifer Marshall has done some amazing work in that. And Stephen has taken kind of that kind of storytelling, um, on a stage to use music, to be able to connect to people, um, with their mental health. And he works in words and encouragement all the time of people doing good um, for the betterment of not only the world, but for our own mental health. Cause I know he struggles as well. I feel okay saying it because he does put it out there. God, I will never tell somebody's story that is not, not ready to tell. Right. Um, but he's got quite a story himself. And I'm so excited that um, he's doing this it does have to be virtual because he can't do several different productions across the nation um, like he would hope to do, but he's got, um, he's got this all worked out where he's going to DJ all day. There's going to be um, videos of encouragement throughout. Um, he invited several of us to give some videos of encouragement and I am humbled and honored that he came to me and asked me to film a little something. So I hope what I bring might help somebody. So it's, it is good stuff. Unfortunately, it can't be face-to-face, -face, that human interaction, right. but um, it's something. Along those lines, uh, with the virtual events being a thing now that looks like it's going to be a thing from now on, uh, are, a while, are, anyway. there, are there other events that Cosplay for Hope is looking to participate in or you, you're organizing some different things? Where else... Are we going to see your group in the next in the next few months? Is you know we we are working all of that out because not everything we're usually in on is happening. Um, we usually try to hit a few of the local cons. It, that's one of our pipe dreams to get a little further out um, to be able to reach people. Mm -hmm. um, because we would hit free comic book day and, you know, some of, like I said, I just said a moment ago, our local cons and that's not happening, but um, we're, we're, we're always looking to reach and connect with people and seeing what we can at least collaborate with. And um, like I said, we've got a couple things we're hoping come to fruition um, at some point, I, I wish I could talk about them. Oh, I wish I could talk about them. Um, <laughs> we've tried to do a couple of things here and they haven't just happened yet. It's not the right time, but we know it's happening. And so um, we're, we're looking, we're searching, we're developing, we're, we're, we're building our own selves too. So it, we always say, keep an eye out on what we're doing. I know we've been kind of quiet because we've all been kind of dealing with the isolation and, um, time difference since um since the world changed right. um but but we are building and planning behind the scenes so we've we, we hope to have some exciting things coming and some exciting collaborations coming okay and i also want to throw up here because you've mentioned it before the national alliance on mental illness this is uh this is a website uh, resource uh, that people could go to for uh, information awareness coping mechanisms skill sets uh, something to supplement and augment to what you've been talking about as far as like your your hints and tips and best practices and such. Uh, and then, of course, just uh, just as a parting shot, let's go ahead and throw these up here uh, because this there is there is uh, never never a point where I think this gets shared too much uh, because this is always going to be a thing uh, that I think we need to make uh, make people aware that this resource is available the national suicide prevention lifeline um and then the crisis text line so uh if you're if you're into texting more than you are actually talking to a person uh you can text for hope to the number 741741 of course the 800 number there for uh the suicide prevention line and i would also like to say i always like to um tell people to keep those on hand because it may not necessarily be for you yeah. There might be somebody struggling that just doesn't feel like anybody wants to hear from them at all. And, you know, so just a little help. So if you know somebody is struggling, you know, you can help either talk them through or you can call for them. So I always like to say it's it's not always just for you. 
Right. And we've put those also in the chat uh, or in the uh, in the show notes. I do believe. Let me double. Yes, we did. So those will be available, and uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on everything that Cosplay for Hope is doing, and and when, when there's an event, we'll share it out on our social media and let people know. And and uh, as we get closer to actually being able to do something in person, maybe we'll be able to do something in person. Who knows? That would be great if we could do something in person. <laughs> Uh, okay erica williams thanks very much for joining us today facebook cosplay for hope and uh and uh hopefully uh, you'll get a little bit of uh uh interaction some interest and some people using the resources that you've made available we do uh we do wish you luck with all of the new stuff you've got planned Uh, we'll definitely have you back Perfect. Thanks so much, Jason. All right. Thank you. And thanks to everybody in the chat. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the activity there has been very nice to see today. If you are not subscribed to the channel, we do invite you to consider it at least. Uh, and uh, on your way out, if you would uh, leave us a thumbs up and uh, feel free to share this uh, with people you think might uh, might get something good out of it. And uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much for watching next week, another full week of, of interviews. Saturday, we do have a brand new uh, Good Morning Multiverse with all the uh, week's headlines in science fiction, fantasy, and horror. And uh, then we will be back all next week for brand new stuff. Uh, Don't forget uh, the discount code over at SuperheroStuff.com. You can get 10% off when you use the promo code SciFi for me 10 And that will do it. Thanks very much for being here, everyone. We will be back with more here on SciFi for Me TV. This has been a presentation of SciFi for Me Radio. Copyright 2020 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. 